going to be giving you a sneak preview. A sneak preview of what, you may ask? Well, of my upcoming book coming out just in time for this year's anniversary of 9-11. And uh, I will tell you all about it. Well, not all about it, it's a sneak preview. Welcome to The Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist. I'm here to help you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. And this is exactly how I'm doing it. <laughs> One of the main reasons with this book coming out, it's called Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. Now, how do you feel just now when I told you that? This is a book for parents and teachers and, and kids. And what are you thinking right now? Are you thinking, what? <laughs> I don't want to share a book about terrorism with my kids. Um, that's too scary. That's too awful. I don't want them to know about all the evil in the world. Well, let me tell you, uh, believe me, I, <laughs> I wish uh, this wasn't happening. I wish terrorism didn't exist. Um, but as you know, the uh, problem of terrorism is only getting bigger. I mean, we're doing well in terms of uh, the Middle East and ISIS and, you know, uh, cutting down on their territory, but that is not going to be stopping uh, terrorist attacks in the West. In fact, some people believe that the more we um, diminish their size, diminish their control in the Middle East, the more they are going to be paying attention to sending terrorists uh, out into the West, creating lone wolves and sending terrorist cells and so on, because that's their real goal. So um, let's think about this. I say that terrorism is like sex. Huh? What? I know. What? What did you just say? Terrorism is like sex? Well, the connection between terrorism and sex is that um, Terrorism is a taboo topic between parents and kids, just like sex. Or it has been, and I'm trying to change that. What I'm saying is that just like parents have been having to have the birds and the bees talk with their kids forever, um, they now have to have another one of those kinds of talks, the talk about terrorism. And my book is uh, devoted to that, to helping parents and teachers and anyone who uh, is connected to kids, cares about kids, has kids, uh, you know, who they are responsible for or care about. This is a book that will help them introduce children to um, terrorism in a very gentle, non-threatening kind of way. So the first half of the book is for grown-ups. And the second half of the book is for kids. By that I mean um, the first half is written as any grown-up person's book would be. And the second half is a picture book, a picture book for kids about terrorism. Now, um, this is actually the first book, uh, and I'm sure you can understand why. This is the first book for grown-ups and kids about terrorism, teaching them about what terrorism is. Now, when you were a kid, getting back to the way that terrorism is like sex, when you were a kid, think back. 
And remember when um, you didn't know anything about sex? Remember when you were innocent and sweet? Um, but you would maybe be in a movie theater with your parents and all of a sudden a sex scene would come on that your parents didn't expect to be in the movie. And they would put their hands over your eyes so that you didn't see this. Or they would, um, you know, put their arms around you. They would do something to try to stop you from um, continuing to see that scene. Or maybe uh, the same thing happened on uh, cable TV. Or maybe uh, it's a magazine. Maybe it was a parent's magazine. You found a Playboy that, that your father was hiding or something. Um, and their reaction would be to try to protect you from it. Oh, no, you can't see this. Okay. Well, when you would see, um, let's say, again, a sex scene in a movie, and it was your first introduction to sex, um, you, you would, be, of course, be curious and um, you would want to know more, and um, you would be very confused by the fact, by your parents' reaction. My goodness, what, what's, is sex bad? What, is a naked, seeing a naked body bad? What am I, why are my parents, you know, getting all uptight about this? And you would get from them um, either subtly or by their actually saying something like, you're not old enough for this, or I don't want you to know about this yet. You don't have to know about this yet. Uh, I'll tell, talk to you about it when you're older. Things like that. Well, you know, that just made you feel more confused, more um, concerned, more uh, upset, more curious um, about the whole thing. So there's a bad message that goes out. Now, not, I mean, obviously, sex is not bad, whereas terrorism is bad in the sense of, you know, terrorists are evil and what they're doing is barbaric and all of that. But at the same time, the, the similarity is that in today's world, it is time, unfortunately, the kids today do have to know about terrorism, have to be, and have to be introduced to terrorism by their parents um, and also in school, but ideally first by their parents. Because, because it is such a sensitive subject, just like the birds and the bees, you know, do you want, do you, would you have wanted your kids to find out about the birds and the bees from some news report about, I mean, well, that happens too these days about uh, hearing about child abuse, sex abuse and all that. But that's a very harsh um, way of a child finding out about all these kinds of things. So it is really important even though parents are, are scared themselves or uncomfortable about talking about terrorism with their kids, it is important that you get comfortable with it because only you can introduce this topic to your child in a very gentle way that takes into consideration your specific child. In other words, um, the age of your child, the psychological maturity of your child, the fact that, for example, all, all kids, let's say, who are seven or eight years old, aren't the same, aren't as ready to hear um, all, as many details as other kids that age. Only you know your child best and how to present it to them. So this book, my book, coming out, um, as I said, 
for the 9-11 anniversary this year will help you do just that. Um, the adult part, the grown-up part, is meant for grown-ups to read first and, um, and then to share the children's picture book with the children. Now, um, let me, I'm going to be giving you a sneak peek of some of the things in these parts of the book. So, for example, um, in the grown-ups part, there are questions to help you figure out for yourself some of your feelings about terrorism. Because I, one of the most important things that I stress in the book is how children, um, if you go to them and tell them, oh, there's nothing to worry about, or oh, terrorists, uh, they'll never come here, or um, they're, it's ever, they're not really, we're catching all the terrorists, or all these kinds of things that parents are very tempted to say to get their children to not talk about the subject or not be scared of the subject. Um, and yet, uh, the parent knows when they're saying these things that this isn't really true. And kids pick up on this. They pick up on the fact that there's something the parent isn't telling them. Uh, so, so then the child is now doubly scared. They're scared about whatever it was that they saw or heard about terrorism. And then they're scared about the fact that they can't trust their parent to tell them the truth because they feel it, you know, they, they sense. Uh, if you say, I'm not, I'm not scared or I'm not worried or there isn't anything to be concerned about, not that I'm trying to encourage you to get your kids to be scared. In fact, quite the opposite. That's what this book is, is, is um, aimed to do, to really give children sort of a calm appreciation of what's going on to the level that they can understand it. Um, you know, I talk about how it should be, shared with children in bite-sized pieces so that um, you are you can stop and answer more questions or stop when you not to overwhelm your child uh, with by reading the whole part that's for kids the whole picture book all at once although so, for some kids that's fine um, and so another part of uh, what I write about in the grown-up section is how to tell if your child is being affected by what they already know about terrorism or what they, what they are seeing, what they will see on television, on the internet, uh, what they'll hear about in school from their friends, what they have overheard you talking about already. I and mean, that's the thing, you know, parents think, just like with the birds and the bees, parents think when they finally decide, I mean, that's the thing, when they finally decide, well, I guess I better have the talk about the birds and the bees with my child. Um, she's in middle school. <laughs> By that time, <laughs> your child knows probably maybe more about sex than you do. So, uh, which is a very, uh, that's a whole other, you know, that's very unfortunate and there is too much knowledge about sex going on in middle school, but in any case, too much knowledge and too much practice. Um, but in any case, you know, the point is that you need to, you need to be the one talking about this before they hear about it from their friends, before they get misleading information from their friends, perhaps from their older siblings. Um, it, it, it needs, you need to be, to, um, to talk to them about it before they uh, really, 
you know, have heard, have already heard all kinds of misleading, confusing, and upsetting kinds of things. So um, there are ways to tell and to, well, to encourage, first of all, your child to express their feelings. And I talk about ways in the book that you can do that. Um, and then also how to notice signs that they um, are already being affected. Perhaps they're, you know, increased depression or, or depression altogether. Perhaps um, their anxiety, there are different ways of being able to notice in a child uh, how anxious they are, whether they're angry about terrorism and so on. And so you need to, to be able to tell the subtle and not so subtle signs of the, the, the fact that even though you haven't talked to your child about terrorism, they have been gathering information from other sources and are being affected and are being more affected because you haven't talked to them about it. So, um, and I also talk about how, you know, in addition to being able to be on the lookout for these warning signs, um, when to, to decide, when to realize that your child needs professional help needs um, something beyond this book, beyond your chats with them about terrorism. Then I also give you 88 ways to raise happy and healthy kids in a time of terror. And um, these are things that your family can do, uh, that you can do with your child on your own, places that you can take your child and ways that that will help to give your child a better appreciation of terrorism. Um, uh, for example, I talk about going to the 9-11 Museum and the 9-11 Tribute Center. Uh, those are, you know, pretty basic ways to um, uh, introduce them, uh, you know, get them talking about how they feel about terrorism. But there are other things that are not so obvious that you can do. To, in other words, to make it a lifestyle. To not make it, you know, remember when, uh, well, after 9-11 especially, there were all these, um, on the, in the news, there was all this talk about buying duct tape. You need to go out and buy duct tape, put it on your windows. Um, well, this, I don't talk about duct tape. It's not that kind of a book. It's not the, it's more, it's, since I'm a psychiatrist, it's a psychological way of doing these things. And even the, the um, 88 ways to raise happy, healthy kids in a time of terror. It's all from a psychological viewpoint. And um, uh, so, so these are the kinds of things that you need to incorporate into your lifestyle, not just something to do like to go out and buy duct tape, you know, a one-time kind of thing that is sort of a, a knee-jerk reaction to, you know, um, to one of the aspects of terrorism. This is a way to make your family, your whole family, healthier and safer and calmer um, in, in the face of terrorism. Now, let me read to you. I'll give you, I also have, um, I also talk about some examples of questions that children are likely to ask you. Um, and I give examples of answers that would be psychologically um, good <laughs> for your child. But you don't have to. You can use these as jumping off points. You know, you can uh, read them verbatim from the book, or you can use them as jumping off points for your personality 
your beliefs, um, you know, how, what, maybe you want to give more of an answer or less of an answer, but these are starting off points because that's one of the big problems that parents have. Um, even once they decide, yes, it's true, this is the time, 21st century, this is the problem um, facing our world, it's not going to go away by the time in our kids' lifetime or in our lifetime. So we do need to um, teach them about this reality in their world. And um, so here, here I'll give you one of the examples of the questions and answers. The, sort of the basic question that kids have is, will something bad happen to me? That's what they want to know. Well, they, they also want to know about, will, the next question I talk about is, will something bad happen to mom or dad or my brothers or sisters? Um, and then I go on with lots of other examples. But let's start with the basic one. Will something bad happen to me? This is what you could say. I would love to be able to promise that nothing bad will ever happen to you, but I will always tell you the truth, so I can't promise this. In a way, something bad has already happened to all of us because we share the sadness of the families who have had loved ones killed or injured by the bad people called terrorists. But we can learn so much from what happened. We can learn to appreciate things we didn't pay attention to before, like how much we love each other, how beautiful our city is, what wonderful friends we have, and so many other things. So they really want to know, regardless of the kind of question that they ask or which words, you know, which aspect um, of the topic they ask about, they want to know how safe they are. So um, you should always talk to them in the talks that you have by reassuring them that um, there are many caring people who are working hard every day to keep them safe. Um, for, you know, for example, of course, the FBI, the CIA, Homeland Security, the government, teachers, doctors, nurses, you know, first responders, uh, soldiers, um, all, ki all kinds of ambulance drivers, you know, show them, remind them. I, I have pictures of these kinds of uh, people in my, in the part, in the picture book as part of this book for the kids, reminding them um, how really around the clock there are people working to keep them safe. And uh, you can't promise that there aren't going to be any more terrorist attacks. I mean, you shouldn't promise that because when there is another one, again, they're going to realize they can't trust you to tell them the truth. But you can tell them, you know, you can tell them, for example, uh, if there's something in the news, like uh, these today, um, there were a number of uh, headlines about um, attacks being foiled like in Australia and different places and you can if they if you know they're watching the news with you and something comes on like, like that you can use that as a time to um, give them an example of how you see uh, there are lots of people working every day to to find out who the terrorists are and to stop them from making attacks so this you know i'm just giving you sort of um, a tease <laughs> a sneak a sneaky preview <laughs> um to just get you to see what some of the things are now in the kids part the picture book i 
um, answer some basic questions like what is a terrorist? Why do terrorists want to hurt us? What can you do to empower yourself and keep yourself safe? I give 10 things that children can do. Again, not like buying duct tape, but like things that they can incorporate in their life to empower them, to make them feel stronger in the face of terrorists. And then there are some practical things as well, like making a plan for, uh, for the family um, under, you know, if there was a, an attack, um, you know, giving all the information so that your child will have these phone numbers and addresses and so on all in one place. Uh, or they'll, you know, they'll ask for that um, and they'll have the information, uh, which you can then, of course, write on something else that they could keep with them. I suggest that. But, um, but this is to help them gather the information and realize, because they will feel a lot calmer if they know um, that they can call or text or um, someone, an adult, who will take care of them or uh, if they're not with an adult who's going to be able to take care of them, depending upon how old they are, of course, um, and, and what place the plan of what place to go to if there was an attack or some other disaster for that matter. You know, this is just good information for them to have. So um, there, you know, there's an idea. Now you have an idea of some of the things that are um, in the book. And um, I hope that you understand now why it is so important to actually have these talks, um, just like the birds and the bees talk. It's kind of a, it's, it's, it's a required talk in a sense. It's, it's just something that's vital to your child's mental and physical health. This is something that you need to do. And the book is, is directed, you know, it's, as I said, it's a picture book. And so it's primarily for kids in elementary school and middle school, maybe early middle school, whatever, um, you know, it's, it's, again, depending upon the, not only the age, but the psychological maturity of your child, how much they know. Obviously, the kids in middle school, you can read the whole um, children's after you've read, read the grown-up part, you can read the whole um, children's part to most of them. But, um, but, but again, that's for you to decide, and it's for you to, to watch your child and to um, uh, get them to express how they're feeling. You know, like in other words, when they're looking at the book, um, whether it's too much and you have to stop now and save the rest for another day or what. Um, it's also in the book, in the grown-up section, I talk to parents how to do this. Um, and in the kids' book, I give them tools for how to do this. To You need to really, besides talking to kids about terrorism, you need to find out from them uh, what they know, how they're feeling already. You need to give them permission, in other words, to express to you how they're feeling about it. Because, again, from my research... <laughs> Uh, talking to families and parents um, about, well, talking primarily to parents about what, whether they have talked to their kids about terrorism and what they have said, and, and um, most of them have not talked to their children about this subject. And so what does that mean? Not only that kids don't know about it, um, don't know what they need to know about it, 
But it also means that your children haven't had a chance to express to you how they feel about this. What are they, whatever it is that they know already, how do they feel about it? They're holding all this in, which is not good, as I'm sure you know. Um, and so even just giving them permission to talk about these things is that in itself will have an amazing impact on your child, you know, allowing them to, um, to express their feelings, telling them that this isn't showing them this isn't taboo. They can come to you with their feelings that day that you, you know, that you first start talking to them and any day after that, that is like lifting a curtain, you know, uh, that will, that will really, um, make them feel a lot better just from that alone. So, and I give um, lots of ways that parents can do that, can, can you know, that if a child is uh, very young isn't, and doesn't have the words, there are ways to draw um, what the child is feeling. And I describe all of these different uh, tools and, and techniques that parents can use, but it's just, it's just opening up uh, the conversation and that that alone and so that's what this book allows parents to do it's it, you know it's um, very very inviting to children so even though none of us ever dreamed of having to, to talk to our kids about such a topic like terrorism we do have to find a way to give them a gentle introduction before they're confronted with it in a scary and confusing way now let me go to the um, letter writing portion of the Terrorist Therapist Show. Um, actually, a uh, online um, contact. And I will again at the end give you ways that you can write to me. This um, letter is from Ronnie from Boston, Massachusetts. He writes, Hi, Terrorist Therapist. As a parent of three kids, four, six, and 11, I have struggled with whether or not to talk to them about terrorism and then how to talk to them. It makes me very uncomfortable. I think my 11-year-old knows something about terrorism, though I haven't really discussed it with him. How do I go about this now? Well, obviously, <laughs> the answer is buy my book. Um, but the answer, <laughs> that, that, I know, that's, that's the obnoxious answer, right? Um, well, first of all, the answer, and one of the things that I uh, do want to say and that I write about is that each child should be talked to individually. There are some things you can talk about as a group, you know, but four, four and six um, are closer together and you might be able to talk with them together. But the 11 year old, necessitates a different talk. They'll have more questions. They'll have um, heard more um, already in the news from their friends and so on. They will have uh, know more about it to begin with. And you, mostly you're going to be correcting misinformation that your child has by 11. But um, there, it's important to have some alone time with each child when you're talking about this, not necessarily to talk about them in a group, you know, if you have more than one, because, because, primarily because, what, whatever age the child is, they may well be, um, they may well be 
uncomfortable about expressing their feelings. Like, you know, maybe the uh, 11 year old won't want the six year old to know that he's scared about it. So um, these are the kinds of things I look, I look at all of these things that you'll need to know to be able to have this talk. So don't let your, uh, this, you know, the topic of terrorism be like sex, keeping it off the table, be, keeping it taboo. Um, if you liked what I, the little sneak peek that I gave you today, then um, what I suggest is that you go to the website of my publisher and put your name and email address in and you will be notified as soon as um, it is available. Of course, when the book is available in September, you can buy it at wherever books are sold, you know, bookstores, um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you know, online, as well as in real bookstores, um, which, I, which I prefer supporting the real bookstores. Um, but but you, can, you can also get it from the online website, and the address is www.terrorismforkids. www.terrorism4kids.com. And then, um, of course, if you want to write to me, you can do it by going to my website, which is terrorist therapist.com, www.terroristtherapist.com. And you can write to me, tell me with your questions, and especially um, you may well have questions after you, before you get the book or after you get the book. Um, certainly you can write to me um, on my website and, and I will be happy to answer your questions either on um, on this show or uh, I will write back to you if it's something urgent. Um, so that's, that's kind of the end of my story. I don't know. I hope you're convinced. I hope you understand how important it is for your children to hear it from you rather than some guy on the television with a scary, uh, with scary pictures of the latest terrorist attack, especially remember the example of um, the Ariana Grande concert that got kids really curious about terrorism, you, there's no way of hiding it anymore. And so the best thing is to give, if it's for you, to be giving them this gentle introduction and my book will be able to help you do just that. So thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. <laughs>